In this episode, I talk with my longest running friend. We've known each other since middle school, and this conversation lasted a good long while, over two hours, I think. And we had different opinions on just about everything, but it wound up being a civil conversation. Uh, it was a great discussion in my opinion. Uh, he's open to have his own opinion on it if he thought it was different, but I enjoyed the conversation a lot. My only complaint would be that I didn't represent the Lutheran tradition very well, but regardless, it was still a fun and good conversation. Um, he did ask me one question at one point, and it should have been plain to me then, but for whatever reason, I couldn't really answer it. But the question was, who am I leading now? And as a father, as a husband, I lead my family. And I don't know why that didn't occur to me then, but uh, that's definitely important. And husbands and fathers should definitely lead their families before they lead anyone else. And then also there, you're going to have your various noises. Like all my episodes, this isn't professional. We even get interrupted by my, uh, my wife and I's foster agency. I'd completely forgotten they were coming over and I don't like editing. So that interruption's still in here. Uh, just bear with it. And Cue the music. Well, I don't know what happened. The music just wound up cutting out. But welcome back to the highly unanticipated, (laughs) very unprofessional, and extremely boring podcast you always knew you didn't need, Learning Lutheran. Last time I had a buddy from Dallas on. This time I have probably my longest running friend. How long have we known each other? You moved to Orangeville in sixth grade? Third grade. Third grade? It was probably uh, about sixth grade. Probably though, about sixth we... grade. Yeah, I just didn't care to know you. Yeah. Third grade, <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so his name is Andrew Barnes. But he also looks like Ryan Reynolds, just buffer, if Ryan Reynolds played Superman. Um, William actually thought Ryan Reynolds was you, or what, what did he say? I mean, he's not wrong. It, it was after one of your girls' birthday parties. He, he brought it up, and I was like... He was like, what's that, Ryan? Was that Deadpool? <laughs> and, uh, but I wanted to have you on today, because we had a similar but different upbringing in the church mm-hmm. uh, we even attended the same church at one point but for a long time yeah. For, yeah for a long time and i just wanted to i ended up in a, a lutheran church and you ended up on a pretty much a polar opposite and we'll get into yeah. what that is what that is <laughs> but i just wanted to try to see what went wrong what went wrong <laughs> why i went 
left, you went right, or however direction you want to say. Because I went more left, you went more right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I'll bring it up in a minute. You did, at one point, say my nerdiness is probably one reason why I went that direction, and I don't think you were wrong at all. I believe the word I said was autism. No, you said you, you used the word before. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but. No, Ellie does think I am. Um, <laughs> but so what church did you start out in, you and your family? You did grow up in church. Yeah. So uh, my parents were raised Catholic. And what that means is uh, they went to church on Christmas and Easter. Uh, and that was pretty <laughs> much it. I didn't know your parents were raised Catholic. Oh, yeah. I, and then um, they were raised Catholic. And then you remember Jordan Quarles. Oh, yeah. So... His dad is Dane. Well, dad and Dane worked together. Uh, and so Dane was like, hey, you know, come check out our church. Come do this. Come check out and stuff. Well, they went to First Baptist Bridge City. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, they they started coming. They were like, oh, this is completely different than what we grew up with. And yeah. so after that, like, you know, dad got saved, mom got saved, and they got baptized. And Chris was actually baptized in the Catholic church as a baby. I did not know that yeah. either. Uh, and then I don't know if I was born or, and then they got in the Catholic or in the Baptist church or if, you know, they got involved in the Baptist church and then I was born. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so after that, like I was just, I was raised at first Baptist Bridge city. Mm -hmm. And so like went to preschool there for their mother's day out program and all that stuff. Yeah. And then we moved to Orangefield, uh, when I was going into first grade and then, uh, we went to First Baptist Orangefield because it's like, well, we live here, so we need to mm -hmm. go to church here. Uh, <clears throat> and then I think eighth, no, going into ninth grade, we moved to Silver Oaks Baptist in Mauriceville because some stuff happened at First yeah. Baptist Orangefield. Uh, and then went there uh, up until my senior year because everyone else was going to Winfrey Baptist. So I was like, Mom, I want to go with all my friends and everything. I like, I'm not friends with any of these people. All my, all my friends from school go here. So she or she, they allowed me to go over there on on Wednesdays. Yeah, <coughs> and um, that's how I kind of got involved with Winfrey. Yeah, I think I started going to Winfrey our junior year. Okay, because I was going to my grandpa's church up until I we remember were, that we were 17. Yeah, and then. He retired, and we we church shopped for a little while after that. Tried a few in Vider and elsewhere, I, but it was all Baptist churches. It was all Baptist churches, yeah. and but same thing. I was like, Mom, all my friends go to Winfrey. Like, I'm gonna go there, and and it probably wasn't an argument for you, was it? No, it wasn't. My mom was glad that I wanted to. Oh, I had a fight. Yeah. To go over there. My parents are, we're a family. We go to church as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, see, actually now I am, I kind of wish, my, but they did start going to Winfrey after a little while, they my did. family. Yeah. But now I am actually in that mindset of, yeah, the family needs to worship together. I, I don't like uh, when children get removed from the service either. Well, you're also... You have young kids. Yeah. We were teenagers. Yeah, we were teenagers, but... We were 17, yeah. 16, something like that. And uh, I still kind of, <clears throat> looking back, wish my mom would have been like, hey, no, like, me and your dad are going to 
talking to my mom right now. Right, yeah. Uh, are going to, like, we'll decide which church we're going to go to, and this is the church we'll go to as a family. But at the, at the same time, I am very thankful from my experience at Winfrey. Oh, yeah. Like, we got to hang out with Mr. Cody and Miss Ginger. And yeah, like all that JP was awesome. And, yeah. And I, I owe a lot to both my mom and my grandpa for my faith, but also for Mr. Cody. Yeah. And um, and then even, even Brother Keith. Brother Keith, and yeah. I, I talked to him not too long ago, actually. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, so you can continue. Uh, so after that, we kept going to Winfrey even through college and then because uh, it was just me and you in our yeah. Sunday school class yeah. for a long me you and Eric Cole yep and uh it was just us for the longest time and then after that it was like why do we go here like there's none of our friends are here this sucks everyone else is going to Bridgepoint so it's like well shoot let me go try out Bridgepoint because like I have no community here yeah I have Eric and Plez <laughs> And if Plez gets asked to teach Sunday school, he's going to show up late and be like, oh, I slipped in. Like, no, you didn't. You just didn't want to do it. You were scared. Say you're scared. I was. I would have been scared. Yeah. Uh, though, uh, <clears throat> Wesley, when he was the youth pastor at... Uh, First, uh, First Baptist Orange. Br- yeah, Orangefield, almost yeah. at Bridge City. He asked me to fill in when he went to Vietnam. Yeah. And I showed up and only... What was that kid's name? I don't remember his name, but only one, one kid showed up. Yeah. And... uh. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> uh, I basically just read from the Bible and was like, yeah, that's what that says. And, and then it was like, here's another verse. That's what that says. <laughs> like I had no explanation. That's literally what I said. I, it was terrible. <laughs> I don't know why I believe this, but I know the book says this <laughs> yeah. and that should be good enough. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we went to Bridgepoint for, I don't know, probably like four or five years. We got married and everything. Where Where's Bridgepoint? I can't remember. Oh, it's in Bridge City, um, right next to the Methodist Church. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, we vi- I think we visited that. Or we, no, that was Common Ground. It was Common Ground. I think y'all visited. Yeah, yeah so we have three churches right there. There's yeah. Common Ground, which is non-denominational, Baptist. Yeah. And then the Methodist Church, and then uh, Bridgepoint, which Bridgepoint is kind of Assemblies of God, but really just more like Baptist. non-denominational Baptist. I, I'm, <clears throat> then, uh, I've noticed that there's actually Methodist, the Assembly is of God brand of Pentecostalism, and Baptists kind of influence each other, at least in our area. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, they've got differences, but like Methodists will baptize babies and Baptists and... Uh, Baptists won't baptize babies. Yeah, neither will Assemblies of no, God. No, we won't. And... Uh, but like, there's little, I don't, there's just little things that are like the view of communion is going to be very similar between yeah. all three of them. Yeah. Um. With maybe not all assemblies of God, but I know there's some that are influenced by the the Wesleyan holy holiness movement. And maybe not so much our area, I'm but not familiar with that. Uh, basically, you can achieve sinless perfection now on in Earth. a nutshell. Yeah, in a oh. in a nutshell. And um, I don't know if that's possible. 
I don't either. Because there's going to be one moment where it's like, oh, you didn't worship God in this, and you were supposed to. Yeah. Or I could have loved my neighbor. Could have loved my neighbor better here. Yeah. And, uh, <sighs> but that's real big in in the Methodist and uh, like overall, I think it has influenced the uh, assemblies of God somewhat. Maybe not so much in our area, but on that point. Yeah, we we kind of live in a bubble in the deep south. Yeah. Like we're not the south, we're the deep south. Yeah. We're south of and I-10. Then, and then the Baptist church that me and Ellie were going to last, uh, they were influenced by that Wesleyan holiness yeah. spot, even though they didn't like method. They didn't like anybody that wasn't Baptist. Yeah. And, uh, but, but yeah, so continue. Uh, so went to Bridgepoint for like four or five years, something like that. And then, um, just kind of didn't really make any connections there. And it was like, well, shoot, why am I, why am I going to church here? If I don't, if I'm not friends with anybody, like it's almost kind of the same thing, except now I'm alone in a crowded room. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, I'm just going to stop coming. Also, Mm -hmm. it kind of felt like work. Cause I was up there for like six hours a day. I was working six days a week and yeah. then Sunday I'd show up and work some more mm-hmm. and then go home and go to the gym, meal prep, meal prep would take like three hours. And then it's like, all right, cool. Time to wake up mm-hmm. and do it again. Let's go. And it's like, this sucks. What am I doing? I'm getting nothing out of this. Yeah. <clears throat> and so after that, I just didn't go to church for a while, like two years. Oh wow! And, I didn't uh, realize. Oh yeah, I was out of church. I was like, I'm never going to church. Like again. I remember, I remember you bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, I I just didn't realize that length was that long. Yeah, it was about two years, and there was like there was no relationship. No one cared about mm-hmm. me. It was just like, hey, what can you do? Kind of like yeah. at work, you know, yeah. like you're just treated just a number. Yeah, you're treated as an object, as a thing, and mm-hmm. you're not treated as a person. Yeah. And I work in an engineering company, and so. Like I deal with those people all the time where they yeah. treat people as things. And it's like, no, no, math is things. Numbers are things. Yeah. Like the things we design, those are things. But you don't talk to me like I'm a thing. Like you talk to me like I'm a person. Yeah. And if you don't, then we have a problem. <clears throat> and so like that's kind of that was kind of my experience there. So I didn't go to church for uh like two years. And then I was working in downtown Beaumont and I was walking to Subway one day. Which is like two or three blocks away. Beaumont's got a subway. Yeah. Uh, so I was walking from the RDS office in downtown mm-hmm. to Subway, and uh, Ethan Berwick poked his head out of the church. And he was like Andrew Barnes. <laughs> I was like, who the heck is saying my name right now? So I turned around. And I saw him. Well, I met Ethan at Ben Ludwig's bachelor party. Yeah. Like probably six or seven years before that. Mm -hmm. That was the only time I met Ethan. Okay. Ethan showed up late to Schlitterbahn and we had to wait on him for over an hour. Turns out he got so high sitting in the parking lot. He forgot he was in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) So he remembered me, called me and was like, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen this dude in forever. So I went over there and talked with him and, uh, Turns out he's a completely different person now. Uh, yeah. No longer smokes weed and uh, forgets where he's at. <laughs> uh, works for the church. And uh, so he just started talking to me. A guy named Trevor came out, introduced himself, started talking with me. And uh, Ethan handed me an invite card. He was like, hey, man, here you go. I was like, oh, cool. I've never seen people give out invite cards before. I was like, mm-hmm. here you go. And I handed it back to him. He goes, no, no, that's for you to know that you're invited to church. I was like, he 
yeah, I know I'm invited to church, you idiot. <laughs> like, I don't need special permission to show up to a church. I grew up in church. I know how this thing yeah. works. And uh, he was like, no, nah, man, just keep it, you know, just in case. And I handed it back to him, and I got real close mm-hmm. to him. And I said, I'm never effing coming to church here. <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, cool, man. And uh, so <laughs> went on to Subway, and uh, that kind of continued for, you know, a couple months to where he would stop me and be like, hey, dude, what's up? And just come and talk to me. And uh, and so got to the point where me and Haley were like, all right, let's let's – we need to get back involved in church. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And I was like, well, I'm never going to a Baptist church again. I can tell you that. It's way too boring. It's not personal at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they're missing something. Like they get the Bible down, they get truth down, and they have the foundation. But all they want to do is completely lay the foundation and not build the house. Yeah. And it's like, it's time to build the house. <clears throat> so... We visited a few churches and we we're like, yeah, not this one or no, this one's too far away. And we had some friends invite us to, uh, to redemption. Yeah. And, uh, so that's like a 25, 30 minute drive for us. Right. Mm. And so I was like, all right, let me look at their service times. I got online and I looked and the services were an hour and a half long. And I remember sitting at my computer screaming and cussing like, are you serious? It's an hour. This is stupid. <laughs> and like, just start freaking out like a Neanderthal. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the, the church that the Baptist church that we left last at the, it would hit two hours a lot. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. If, if it's good, if it's good, but if the sermon turns into an hour long joke, yeah, that, that that's, that's kind of that's kind of where I, I was coming from, like with mm-hmm. that attitude. And because we're, we're I'll, I'll get into it later. You, okay. can, you can continue. Uh, so like that, that's kind of like what I was thinking going mm-hmm. into it. Well, I showed up. I had like four or five people introduce themselves to me. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, th- you know, this is different than what I'm used to. And uh, I didn't think anything of it and mm-hmm. went to church and everything. They played the songs and Byron got up there and preached. And I was like, Oh, this is actually good. Yeah. Like, he's excited to preach. Like, and it's n- truth. It's not like mm-hmm. this far off theology, like Pentecostal or, you know, like this weird assemblies of God thing. It's like, Oh, this is actually like biblical. And he does, he does a uh, expository, expository preaching, preaching. Yeah. So he preaches, he'll pick a book of the Bible and then preach all the way through it. Yeah. Um, I think right now we're in acts. Um, so anyways, uh, he was doing that and it was over revelation and, uh, it was end times like the rapture and everything, yeah. hellfire, brimstone kind of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, it didn't feel like that service was an hour and a half, felt like 30 yeah. minutes. And, uh, my friend came up to me that invited me afterwards. He was like, dude, I'm so sorry that this is the service you came mm-hmm. to. It's normally like more uplifting than this or what and I was like dude, this is exactly how I grew up in the Baptist church. Like, I love this. <laughs> this is cool. Like, he didn't shy away from anything. Yeah. Like, hey, here's the truth. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I'm here to tell you. Yeah. And um, so after that, I just, like, kept coming back. And uh, I noticed the second week, came back, and uh, people remembered my name. Mm-hmm. And that was different. And I had more people introduce themselves to me. I was like, I've never felt more welcomed in a place than I have here. Yeah. And then after that, like, I just, I kept coming back. And I remember, like, talking to Haley 
in the truck on the way home, like, you want to come back? She was like, what? Like, I think I want to come back next week. She said, I've never heard you get excited about church before. Yeah. So that's, that's what brought us to redemption. And then uh, to backtrack a little bit during that two year period being out of church. Oh, I loved it. How, <laughs> it was how great. Was, how was you like, spiritual wise like how how were you nominal were you oh. like borderline agnist, ag, agnostic agnostic or atheist <laughs> no at uh, this point or I, it was like i i knew god existed i knew god loved me i just didn't think god cared about me yeah it was almost like my dad and so mm-hmm. like i've been uh listening to mark driscoll uh okay. talk about like how you view your father is kind of how you view God. Mm-hmm. And so if your dad grew up or you grew up, your dad like being loving, but not willing to protect you from anything, that's how you view God. Yeah. Or if you grew up like me, where your dad like was overbearing and everything you did was wrong, then that's how you're going to view God. Yeah. Very rarely will you view God and view your mm-hmm. dad like in, in the correct light. Yeah. Uh, and so I just thought God was just like waiting for me to screw up. And so it's like, well, look, dude, I'm not going to go to your church and be around these people who don't want to be around me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is stupid. I can sit at home and enjoy my Sundays off because it's my only day off and watch it online in my pajamas. Yeah. Like, I'm perfectly fine doing that. And I'm not missing much. Yeah. Because uh, nobody talks to me. And the first time I felt <clears throat> like truly... I guess that last Baptist church we were in, they did a pretty, I think they did a, actually an exceptional job at, at even just brand new visitors, uh, yeah. making them feel welcome. But we went and visited a Presbyterian church in Beaumont, uh, mm-hmm. Reformed Presbyterian over behind Best Buy. Yeah. And I had talked to the guy like four months before on the phone, like, hey, me and my wife might come by and uh, visit. I just want to pick your brain because I'm having some issues uh, theologically at the church I'm at. And so we talked for like two hours on the phone. Oh, wow. But we didn't actually go. I finally was able to talk her into going like four months later. Yeah. We go visit. And I was like, hey, you probably don't remember me. This was after the service. You probably don't remember me. We talked on the phone that one day. He was like, Plez, right? And I was like, you said my name right. <laughs> and uh Oh, wow. I think that was the first time I said my name on this podcast, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to track you down <laughs> yeah. now. Um, so his address is. <laughs> it. Uh, but I was like, man, you actually said my name right. And yeah, you, and you it remembered makes you feel me. feel welcomed it, yeah. and loved and everything. And yeah. uh, there, there are other, other people, like, we're talking to us. And, like, they do, uh, every, after every Sunday, they um, would do a, a meal. <clears throat> Okay. And, uh, like they'd go to their little fellowship area and, mm-hmm. and all sit around and eat together fellowship. Yeah. And they invited us to it and not, we would have stayed for it, but, uh, we had already had made plans for directly after with my family. Sure. You just so, weren't comfortable with it. So you need an excuse. No, yeah. we really, I, we oh, really okay. would have stayed. Yeah. And, uh, like these people were, were awesome, but, and I, I want to love in the church. Even just, we only visited that one time though, but yeah, Ellie, uh, the theology didn't sit too well with Ellie. And so we 
And I was like, all right, I forced you into that last church. I'm not going to yeah. force you into this one. And I, I own up to all the stuff that was theologically wrong within that church. I own up to being stupid and joining, even though the people were great. That's kind of where it yeah. got us. But, uh, but yeah, that, and so continue. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I, I think the reason that we stay there now, I mean, there's, there, it's multiple reasons why, yeah. but like I talked with Byron one day cause I was like, Hey dude, you know, I know one of my friends comes here and he believes this, like mm-hmm. you can lose your salvation. You can do this. Like all, just all this, like kind of, um, like open theism, yeah, you know? And, uh, he was like, yeah, so we don't believe that. I was <laughs> like, okay, cool. And uh, so we talked, and it was like, oh, dude, like we pretty much line up on a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and so it was like, all right, cool, like I can, I can get down with this. And so Byron was, he grew up in a like Assemblies of God church, yeah, um, like almost Pentecostal, and um, uh, was Armenian, yeah, yeah. So he was like kind of raised with Armenian beliefs, mm-hmm. and then we have another guy in our church who's like almost like five point Calvinist, yeah. if not five point Calvinist. <laughs> and so like, they're like best friends. Yeah. And so he's been, you know, hanging out with Byron talking mm-hmm. like, well, Hey, you know, this says this and the Bible says this. And it's like, but you think that, but where is that in scripture kind of thing? So now Byron's kind of like on the other end of the spectrum to where he's like, yeah. dude, I'm almost like five point Calvinist now, but like <laughs> some things, you know, um, it's just, it's funny. But yeah. I thought it was really cool that like there's people in our church that we don't all necessarily believe the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but we have like the open hand, the closed hand theology where it's yeah. like the closed hand, that's things that like, we cannot disagree on this. Like yeah. if we disagree on this, you're just not going to, you're not going to be a good fit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go down the church or d- go down the road to this church over here. That's sacrilegious and you can practice those beliefs. Yeah. Um, but some of the things are like, uh, Jesus was born of a virgin or God created the world. Yeah. Uh, Jesus was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross, and was resurrected. Yeah. And is coming back. Um, like yeah. anything outside of that, really? It's like, I mean, we can we can disagree on, but you know what? There's going to be people that when we get to heaven, like we disagreed with them, but they're still going to be there. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, I, I saw on y'all's your church's <clears throat> website when you told me about it was around one of the girls' birthday parties. You were telling me about a sermon he had preached, so I went and listened to it. And then I looked in the about me section. I saw that y'all had uh, y'all subscribed to the Apostles and Nicene Creed, and that it it essentially is what you were just saying. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, like, that's cool. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought a, a church like that would have 
posted that on their website. So yeah. I was I was actually kind of excited about that. I thought you were going to say I didn't think other churches believed this. I thought it was just <laughs> mine. Uh, no, no, I'm not Baptist anymore. Andrew. <laughs> uh, but I just other churches do it, and other denominations. I just wasn't expecting it, and from. I didn't know anything about your church. It was just just from what I'm used to. I didn't know anything about my church when we first started going. <laughs> Whenever you found out they were Assemblies of God, what, what was your thought? I was like, really? So what does that mean? <laughs> and uh, we just kind of talked about it, and I was like, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Yep, yep, yep. So where do we differ? What's wrong here? Yep. And uh, basically it was like, oh, we can speak in tongues and drink. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then... So I, my background's similar. I grew up in a highly Calvinistic yeah. home. Uh, I mean, we did too. And like m- much more than a five point. Like I didn't know anything about the, the Belgic confession or anything like that at the time. I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a reformed confession, but it, it goes into more depth than the whole tulip thing. Mm-hmm. And while my grandpa probably never heard of it either, when I read through it, I was like, this, Oh, that's my grandpa. Yeah. I was like, this is my grandpa. Yeah. And like, this is what he believes. He just didn't write it down. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, man, this is really cool. But Lutherans aren't Calvinistic. They do, they do hold to a form of predestination, mm-hmm. but they're also not Arminian. And, uh, so it's, that's something I'm still trying to wrap my head around. I get confused and like I need to find a book that explains it really well or, or talk what? to the their view of soteriology. Of and what? Soteriology, so the what doctrine of salvation. Okay. Uh like like Calvinist are you're predestined to heaven. Armenian is, oh, I chose to I chose it myself. Okay, yeah. And uh but Lutherans are it's a, at least in my opinion, it's closer on the Calvinist side, but they're not going to subscribe to Calvinism than Arminian. Right. That came because, much later down the road. Uh, not much later. It was, well, if you want to go with, go back to Augustine, then yeah, it was much later. Yeah. Because Calvin was just expanding upon Augustine's thought. And, uh, but, uh, Arminius, the guy that we get the Armenian name from, yeah, he was a a student, a colleague, something like that of Calvin, yeah, and he was reformed, but he was like, no, we we choose to be saved, like we make that decision, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I'm sure somebody would be like, oh, you're whitewashing it, or you're you're painting it too soft, or whatever, but yeah. But it, it comes down to like it's a little more emotional than it is rational. Yeah, yeah, or logical, and, I guess. And yeah, like left brain versus right brain kind of thing. Yeah, Ver- and like it's it's like you play a part in your salvation, where Lutheran and Calvinism will say you don't, you don't. It's all God, and uh, Lutherans will just go about it a different way than Calvin. To me, it's like you got one side that says. Uh, well, God picks us. Well, if God picks us, then I don't need to do anything because God's going to pick us. And then on the other side, it's like, well, I get to choose into that kind of like a marriage, mm-hmm. you know, 
like your wife didn't pick you. You didn't pick your wife. Y'all picked each other. Like you had to ask, you had to initiate, and then she had to say yes, and then y'all had to make it work, you know, kind of deal. Uh, So it's like I kind of get where both sides are coming from, but at the same time it's like why does it matter? Like you were told to go and sin no more and then Mm -hmm. to go and preach the gospel. Like why why are we arguing about any of this? This is not, this doesn't help. I, I do think it's an important discussion. It's what one that should be does ca- it serve? Do what? What purpose does it serve, though? To to discuss it, it. To because correct theology is just is good. If if I'm correct theology is good. Like but why this thing specifically? Like why do we have because to argue if it? if one person is like, oh, I am. Uh, I play a part. It can lead to I'm playing a part into my salvation or not. Very like to where this decision that I made, I'm placing my trust in it, not in Jesus Christ. Not that it happens all the time, but like I feel like you're splitting hairs though. How do you mean? It's like, well, if I'm putting my trust in this and not in Jesus, like, well, then you didn't put your trust in Jesus. You put your trust in your own works. So you're not saved. Yeah, exactly like that. That yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And so it's like, why do we have to have these two branches of theology there? To where it's like, guys, we're arguing about nothing. Do y'all realize that? Uh like the the amount of time we spend arguing about this, we could have like, been doing other things. And what did we accomplish? Nothing, because we've yeah. been arguing about it for a couple hundred years now. Yeah, longer than that. I mean, it was an expression. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do think it's a, a good discussion that should be kept in-house. It, it shouldn't be brought right to online discussion. I, I think it's absolutely... Which is kind of what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I think it's good because it, it makes you think about what why, why do I believe this? Is, like, is it biblical or is it just something I'm... Is it... It make it makes one think. Like, am I getting sure. this from the Bible, or is it just something I think? Yeah. And I and I, people on both sides can so point to scripture that when you that answer that it. question, though, what are what goal are you accomplishing? If it's this or that, uh, if you're doing it correctly, just to maybe solidify, just to know, just to know. That that's why I wouldn't go out and be like, like in evangelism. I wouldn't be like, "Are you predestined? Are you predestined?" Like that. That's absolutely stupid. I, I would. I don't know a yeah. single Calvinist that would do it. Uh, and my uncle said it in a way. He is like, uh, "If you know only people with a yellow stripe on their back are going to heaven, well, you'd be going around like, hey, lift up your shirt, let me see your yeah. back.'" And then you would go and preach the gospel to the person with a yellow strap on their back yeah. only. And it's to... And it's like, no, that's <clears throat> that's not it. Yeah. But, uh, um, but I guess to move away from this particular subject, because Lutherans aren't Calvinists. And it, it, that's still something I'm like kind of trying to balance. It, to me, it's one of those <clears throat> open hand things to where it's yeah. like, why does this matter? Why does this play a part in my salvation or the salvation mm-hmm. of others? It doesn't. We're just kind of talking semantics yeah. here, and it's like, guys, quit. Ar- it's like, it's like, <laughs> hey, I want you to go clean your room, and like, 
mom, dad, me and me and my brothers and sisters got together and we decided you want us to clean our room. Like, mm-hmm. is your room clean? No, 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 but we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like, go clean your room. Like I told you, go go clean your room. Yeah. Why, why are you arguing about this? Why did it take six of y'all to come in here to tell me? Not that you have six kids. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Uh, but it, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm just sitting here spinning my wheels talking about nothing yeah. when I should be doing something. Like, oh, I just wasted all this time. Cool. Yeah. Let me not do that again. Uh, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but when we uh, first visited the Lutheran church, I was trying to find something that would be a good middle ground between me and Ellie. Yeah. She grew up Wesleyan. I grew up like Reformed Baptist. Yeah. And Southern Baptist. Not, we were independent. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't, uh, Winfrey was my first Southern Baptist church to be a part of. Yeah. And, uh, but so we were closer to the IFB, but Reformed. Okay. And that's the independent fundamental Baptist of King James only. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you use anything else? Which, my grandpa was strict on, but not cultish. Yeah. Uh, and like women did have to wear dresses, which yeah. I, I don't know. My sister might've wore pants. I don't remember. I know my mom never did, but, uh, um, so whenever we left the Methodist church and I went into a Baptist church, I was, I found an IFB church in Beaumont. I was like, Oh yeah, this is going to be close to my grandpa. And I was way off. Yeah. It was, it, it was to the point pretty much where like I'm placing my hope in this decision I made every third month. What do you mean? Of, it would be, no, oh, you need to come up front and get your life right with God today. And like every message is a call to salvation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's kind of like, like what I mentioned earlier. Like all we're doing is laying the foundation. Yeah. And uh, like it, it just like, come on, man. Like there's like other you're, you're stuff having you preach. Yeah. And like the way you're, you're doing it is you're making people put their hope in that this moment that I made like, oh, I got right with God today. Oh, no, I really wasn't honest that time. I'm right this time. And like there's <clears> a lot of. um Oh, what am I trying to say? I guess like a lot of weight. Like every decision is weighty. Yeah. Like every decision holds a lot of value to it. And it's like, oh, I, I got to do it right now. Like everything's big. Yeah. Nothing's like and, normal, calm, and chill. There was, there, and there honestly never was like any type of reassurance. Except if you were, you made it right today. Yeah. And like, but then it was like, well, was I be was I sincere this time? Like it, it starts placing a lot of doubt in your mind, you know. Yeah. And he, what well, the final straw for me though was whenever he said, "Jesus never died on the cross behind the pulpit." I was like, "What?" And I had already talked to him about some other stuff that I had some issues with. Yeah. And you know, not argumentatively. Like I was like, "Hey, can you explain this further?" Yeah. Cause I, I might just be misunderstanding what you're saying. And he never really gave a good answer to it. 
Yeah. And he just kind of would go around it. Like a circular argument. Yeah, almost. it was like, oh, yeah, you know, that, that's not exactly what I meant, but, you know. Uh, but wait, that's what you said. Yeah, but that's what you said. Pulpit. Behind yeah. the pool. So whenever he said that, I was like. No, nah, we gone. Yeah, we're gone. I'm not even going to ask you about it. Like yeah. you, yeah, you probably didn't mean to say it. I, and I'll give him that. He probably didn't mean to say it. Yeah. But the fact that there was some amens that came along with it was Ooh, was like that's rough. What in the world? You know, yeah. like this is what we hang our faith on is that he died and rose three days later, and like without that, all his other claims are. We we can't trust if if that didn't happen. Yeah, and but yeah, that was that was our last time there, and man, it was it, I was it just was rough. It was rough, and I always left discouraged, and yeah, like there was no like there was no hope. There's that, no hope. Yeah, because like it, it was putting like, everything oh, on sinner. my on my yeah. It's like I'm a sinner, I'm and a I have to yeah. And I need to do this, 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 and this. And it never was like, hey, Jesus died on the cross. He said it is finished. Also, you are uh, worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was none of that. And man, one day he even made like doing basic plumbing a gospel issue. And I was like, like, yeah, that it's important in another aspect, but like. I'm not going to hang somebody's salvation on being able to glue two pieces of PVC together. You know, it's like, why, like, why are you bringing this up? Yeah. But, but anyway, so we went to the, we went to that Presbyterian church and I thought it was awesome. We sang Psalms, which I actually love. Why? Why? Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a hymn book. But the like, why, why do you love it though? Because it's like singing God's word back to him. Okay. And like you, so you know, theologically what you're singing is going to be correct. So what about people who create songs? Oh no, I have nothing against that. Well, but I guess that's what I'm not understanding. It's like you say you love that. I just, I just loved, that was the first time I'd experienced but singing I know a the, song. I know the music you listen to and it's like, cause you <laughs> listen to metal. You listen yeah. to, uh, now you listen to country. Not so I, I still do, but not as much as I was. Yeah. And uh, back on metal, yeah. Like That's Trench's new album is, yeah. Like, oh. So like, if you love all that and you can find yourself worshiping to God, to that, and that's the music you like and love. Why do you have to, like, what? What about singing the Psalms where you like, this is it, this is perfect, this is pure, because that was also written by a man, inspired by God. Mm-hmm. But couldn't you say the same thing about some of the songs that we listen to? To where it's like, yeah, this is a song written by man, inspired by God because of what I, he's going through in his life. And it's I like, wouldn't say it's inspired powerful. by God though. If it was inspired by God, we could add it to the Bible. So anything that is uh, ins- or not, I mean, let me back up. Anything that man creates now is not good. No, but it, it's not inspired. Like, is this podcast inspired by God? Not in the way the Bible is. No, not in the way the Bible is because the Bible and, is canon. But yeah, so that that's what I'm getting is, at. Like, so that, this can't be, the be inspired by God. Not uh, not to the point of infallibility. 
Okay, but that wasn't the question. The question was, like, is this inspired by God? Did God inspire you to create this podcast? Yes, but the inspiration of Scripture is different from inspiration okay, of but I didn't. I, I'm not there yet. Okay. Yeah. And so Trench's new album, you love it. Yeah. Do you think that was inspired by God? No, it's definitely not a Christian album. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, like, let's let's pick. You know, like your favorite album. You know, worship album. Becoming metal. the archetype. Becoming the archetype. All right. Was that inspired by God? Do you think those in, men, in a sense? Oh, hold on. <laughs> we're, we're, let's let's walk before we run. Do you think that? God inspired those men and they're like, let's create an album. Let's, let's write music and do this. And it's going to be for the glory of God. We're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to create this and it's going to be, it's just going to be this thing. Yeah. I would say yes, but we're, but we are uh, defining inspiration two different ways when we're talking about that though. Okay. So hold on. We're getting there. All right. So, the Bible is the word of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was inspired. Like God inspired these men to write these things down and to record them. And it became the word of God. I'm not saying that becoming the archetype should add to the Bible and be like, all right, so here's our <laughs> list of songs that we can sing on Sundays now. Right. Yeah. But in, in a same way, they were inspired by God to write something and, and to record something for God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's just, it's not going to be added to the Bible and we get that, but it's also for our benefit that we listen to these things and it draws us back to God. Yeah. And I, I'm not against, new songs. I love no, him. Yeah. I love hymns and all that too. But like, that was just my first experience singing because the song. Because it was brand new. It was brand new. But, and also it's actually in scripture of singing hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs. Like, yeah. Like, so, so spiritual we're, songs. So we're, we're commanded to, to sing psalms though. And spiritual songs. Yeah. But I know I'm not saying we have to sing it exclusively. Yeah. Uh, but I was just getting at the fact that the Psalms are like the in like the infallible inspired word of God. And so hymns today can have some bad theology. There's no denying that. Because somebody can write a janky Yeah. A janky song. Yeah. And then it have a really cool sound and everything, but it's just not biblical. It's not biblical. Right. So we would call those heresies. But, I mean, there are spiritual songs that do reflect Scripture. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's a spiritual song. Yeah. Like, that, that is based on the mm -hmm. Word of God. Yeah, and, like, I'm not, I'm not against the... I'm not pro-psalm uh, ex exclusivity. And I know there's some in the Reform camp that are. Yeah. And, uh, but just the fact that they, they did it, like, half... I think they sang four songs... Two hymns and uh, two psalms. Yeah. And then the last verse of each one was also a cappella, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Because I'd never experienced I that. I think it's strange that, like, you went back and you're like, yeah, let's go back to the very basics of stuff. But, like, mm -hmm. the music you listen to is not reflective of that at yeah. all. Oh, no. Like, 
And then on top of that, like whenever I would try to create something, it would be on the, which I brought it up in the, my last podcast. Like my ideas and everything was like on the Trans-Siberian Orchestra scale of things. <laughs> but then my budget and actual talent was Dollar General. And... Like- Keep going lower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I mean, I said, I think I said Dollar Tree on the, the oh, last okay. podcast. Yeah, I was about to say, don't insult Dollar General <laughs> like that. I think I, I think I said Dollar Tree. And, uh, and so, I mean, like, I get that, but I get this. What I love about the simplicity of, of keeping the service simple is that it can translate to different cultures a lot easier. Just because it's older and we can trace ourselves back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like the historical aspect of it. And then that's whenever that one time you were, we were talking and you were like, it's kind of like lore. And I was like, like, yeah, like, yeah, maybe not exactly, but like, like, yeah, definitely on that track, that nerdiness side of me is like, I am doing something like that, that the historical church has done and not trying to just do something new and so here's the the problem i have with that is like you have people that are always going to be traditional Mm -hmm. right and that it's kind of starting to become like a fringe thing where it's like no we do things the same way we did however many years ago Mm -hmm. you know like the robes the yeah the the service goes stuff like yeah they do the vestments at our church yeah um but now like in order to reach people you have to change how everything looks you know to where like when we grew up it was like hey you have the pew mm-hmm. you have the cross up there you have the banners mm-hmm. and it's like christ is lord jesus is, you know like mm-hmm. the, just like that that kind of stuff like yeah. your grandma designed the church yeah you know and now like you come to our church and it's like we have foldable chairs mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have pews. We have a stage that we built. Everything's black brick. Yeah. Uh, we got lights. Um, we have a, a full band. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's almost like, I don't want to say go into a concert, but it's more like going to a show. Like, you yeah. remember going to shows mm-hmm. where it's like a, just down and dirty metal show. And you're yeah. like, man, this is cool. I like this. Uh, it's kind of like that. Um, but like it attracts people who like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, have so, a, I have a question on that though. So are they, are they staying for those same reasons that they show up? What do you mean? Um, are they staying for the lights and the sound? Yeah. No. All right. No, no one's going to show up somewhere and be like, I so, really enjoy this light bulb. This is my favorite. You well, know what? That's so, why I go to that Walmart. So if y'all wind up like, for whatever reason, stop doing that with those same people. If y'all went like a little bit more, not I'm not saying like put on vestments and if everything. We, if we went more traditional. Not there, necessarily more traditional, but more stripped down. Yeah, there'd say. probably be people that left. But for the most part, I think there'd be a lot of people that stayed. And it's because mm-hmm. they like the content. Yeah. The songs, they like the content of the preaching mm-hmm. and yeah. that's, that's what we're, that's all that matters yeah. at the end of it is like, we're songs saying that honor God, mm-hmm. uh, where, uh, did the preacher get up there and preach, mm-hmm. uh, the word of God and was it true yeah. and are people, uh, responding to it yeah. in the way that the Holy spirit is moving. And that's, 
pretty much it. Yeah. Like anything else, it's like, yeah, we can we can add this. Like, does it create more value for the Holy Spirit? Like, no, but it, we like it. It's like, yeah. well, why don't you wear the same clothes every day? Like, oh, because I like this shirt and I like to express myself this way and yeah. do this. And it's just, I like it. And, and that's, that's it. Uh, it's just a different way of expressing yourself. Yeah. If I was still in a reformed church, I would ask a different question, but I'm not. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask it. You can still ask it. Like, like uh, what church so, you belong to doesn't dictate your questions. Uh, well, no, it, it, it is more just of a reformed style. Okay. But so is that prescribed by God doing it that way? No. So if it's not prescribed, can we still do it? Yeah. What about, um, Nadab and Abihu? What? Nadab and Abihu. I don't know who that is. Uh, Aaron's sons, Moses's nephews. Okay. God didn't, uh, God killed them for burning strange fire. He didn't say, he didn't say it was because I prohibited that. It was because I commanded, I I didn't command you to do it. There was no prohibition. It was Mm -hmm. just not something he, he commanded. He explicitly said. Yeah. So, so so before before you go, Lutherans aren't like it, there's the <clears throat> there's the uh, regular principle of worship, and then the normative principle, and I might have it backwards in my head right now. Reg, yeah, regular principle is God said this, so this is what we're sticking with. Normative is open to interpretation out. Or being able, as long as it doesn't take away from the gospel, yeah. being able to add to it. Yeah. And that's where the Lutheran church is, but they look more traditional. Mm-hmm. So what's your question? So I was just, I was just going, going off of that. Like just, that's why I was saying if I was still in the reformed yeah. like side, I would have asked that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, there's certain rules that say or not rules but like hey there should be songs that praise god there should be preaching mm-hmm. from god's word and there should be some kind of response to it yeah and it's like as long as we're operating within those boundaries yeah like how it how we determine it mm-hmm. looks is up to us as long yeah. as we're within that yeah you know it especially since we're not we're no longer held mm-hmm. to the law we're yeah. now under grace so it's like okay, well, we can we can actually do more now than what we could before because mm-hmm. before it's like you had to have this type of linen and yeah. couldn't have, uh, was it two different cloths or two yeah. different metals, something like that. Yeah, um, it was two different fabrics woven together. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, we no longer have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a polyester shirt and you're this on stage. This is polyester. No, yeah, this is cotton. This is cotton. And I'm you're on stage too. singing. Like, it's not like God's in heaven. Like, I'm not listening to you now. Yeah. Like you wore, you wore a polyester shirt. Like, no. Um, I, I'm trying to think of how to ask this question without it being offensive, offensive. You can just ask it. All right. And we can navigate from there. All right. So, 
Would you say? Why are you ugly? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen my? (laughs) Uh, So would you say the church you're in is the truest expression of the church, the Christian church? Explain what you mean by that. So like what the church should be, what the church should be. And because not that anyone is going to be perfect this side of. No, I get uh, it. Yeah. Uh, and cause uh, also let me ask this when, when truth is it, can there be absolute truth? Yes. Okay. All right. So now follow up with that question. Um, I think there's aspects of our church that, uh, kind of showcase like hey this is what the church is supposed to be doing yeah and then there's things where it's like come on guys we need to work on this yeah or like hey what are we doing here like mm-hmm. we're struggling on some areas and some areas i'm like dude we're heading mm-hmm. in the right direction to get there yeah um like for instance uh first wednesday prayer night mm-hmm. like that's the time where we have our songs uh we'll have a little bit of uh, preaching and then it's like here's our prayer points if yeah. uh, if you feel like you need to speak in tongues or mm-hmm. uh, interpret the tongues or you have a, a word of knowledge or you feel yeah. like you have a prophetic word that you need to give like that's when we kind of operate in the spirit like in, in that point mm-hmm. and it's not open I mean anybody can come to first Wednesday prayer night but it's typically for in-house. Yeah. It's for the house, right? And so if you're a first-time visitor, like, you should probably come on a Sunday morning because we're handling, we're doing in-house things Yeah, on this night, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still structure to it. Yeah. There is, like, hey, you don't just, like, stand up and start shouting. Like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, we have order because yeah. it's written that there should be order to this. And so that's, that's one thing mm-hmm. we tend to do. And we allow people to do that. And it's not like, hold on, we don't believe in that here. Yeah. Like the Baptist church would, you know, mm-hmm. um, or even the Pentecostal church yeah. where it's like, you just do it and mm-hmm. people tolerate it. And yeah. it's and like, well, there's there's scripture there to help guide you. And I'll, I'll say the Lutheran church is like that. We have a confession mm-hmm. that we're pastorally, at least, is supposed to be bound by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way, if the pastor starts preaching something against what, like, against our confession, then we could be like, hey, why are you, why are you straying from... That doesn't line up here. Yeah, that doesn't line up here. Yeah. Like, and our confessions are, are, are pretty thick. Like, it, it it's dense. It's... Uh, it goes into a lot more detail than like the apostles or Nicene Creed. It yeah. it b- breaks stuff down, and we uh. So if 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 he strays, we're like you're going outside of what we think is the uh, um. Like our beliefs, our, our beliefs, our, our what what we yeah our doctrine, what we yeah. think is the best simplification of what the Bible teaches. Right. Yeah, and. And I, I think that's a good thing because y'all have that set up like for everyone to hold the pastor accountable for supposed to supposed to. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, intended. And to be set yeah, up. It, yeah. Yeah. It's intended that way. It, it's not perfect. It's going to fail. Uh, that 
Right. I get it. Because like where we were at before, he could have said whatever he wanted. And people wouldn't have batted an eye. Wouldn't have batted. Like, like, yeah. and what, like I, one thing I, he brought yeah. up. Like, yeah. Like, and he got some that? amens for it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we have, um, so we don't have elders yet. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Uh, our, dude, our church yeah. is like, we're, we're, we're on our way, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so we're, we're getting elders, we're training them up. Uh, but Byron does have a, a board that he has to answer to. Okay. Yeah. And so it's made up of pastors that yeah. hold him accountable and like it, that that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Is that biblical? Kind of in a way, but we're working towards that. Yeah, I think I think that that is is good. And I do yeah. think it I, I do think it's biblical. If you look at acts like they are structured in in like sort of a denomination, not it would have been like one denomination, I, I get but, what you're but like they are structured with some type of hierarchy to, yeah. so the pastor can't just do whatever he wants. Yeah. And, and, uh, the Lutheran church is set up like that. So it was like the Presbyterian, but so it's it, set up it looks, and it just looks different. Uh, they're, but they do this, they function the same way, essentially. Yeah. It's like, Oh, y'all do it the exact same way. Y'all just have a different name for it. No, it is set up different. Like oh, it, okay. it, it's different, but it, in the grand scheme of it all, it, it it's going to function for the same purpose. Right. Kind of like the Baptist church, you have deacons and it's like, well, you're kind of an elder. Yeah. You just, you have the title of deacon. deacon. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, like, so the Lutheran church will, will even go as far as having like the bishops mm-hmm. and things of that nature, but the bishops are going to be look different than Rome. Yeah. And, uh, and then we don't have a Pope. Right. And we never even considered Martin Luther a Pope type figure. No. Like there's actually a lot of stuff that Lutherans don't agree with Martin Luther on. And, uh, which is kind of ironic. I mean, there's a lot that like it started after him, like in his namesake. Well, it, it actually started out as the evangelical church. Right. Just in the German language, however, whatever that word was in German. And because he didn't want to leave, the Catholic church, he got kicked out. Yeah. So he wasn't looking to start at his own church. And so it was Rome that started calling them Lutherans. Yeah. And then the name just, it was a derogatory term that just stuck. Yeah. And uh, so So it happened in his namesake. Yeah. But it just, it's not what the, the original Lutherans wanted. Right. And, uh, but, uh, I mean, but there is a lot that they agree with him on and he's just not infallible. Like, Rome thinks the Pope is right. And which is a heresy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then we do from the outside do look a lot like Rome. And whenever I was in the Baptist church, like anything that even had a whiff of Rome, I would have been like, Nope, Nope, that's bad. Nope, Nope, Nope. But what about the Trinity? They affirm the Trinity. They affirm the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. And so when are you just being too extreme about it? It's it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier is the open hand, closed hand yeah. theology. And so it's like we can worship to God mm-hmm. or we can worship God as long as we have our closed hand. Like we agree on the closed hand stuff, the open hand stuff. We can disagree mm-hmm. on that. And you know what? When we all get to heaven, 
it's it's going to be like, oh, hey, yeah, I see. Yeah, you live in that neighborhood over there. Yeah, dude, man, great to see you. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to hang out over here with the right people. Yeah. You know, uh, so whenever it comes to to communion, we all just let anybody take or no. is there is there some form of where it is closed in a sense? Yeah, we tell people um, don't take communion if you're not saved. Mm. Uh, it's only for those who are Christians. Yeah, and you are a Christian if you are saved, not if you are brought up in church. Yeah. Uh, so until you've had that moment, like mm-hmm. you are not saved. Uh, so what if somebody new came in and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm saved." Would y'all take that at face value? Ooh. And then that's between them and God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the in the Lutheran Church, they'll they have a very specific set of doctrines around communion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, they believe it's the true body, true blood of Jesus, Mm -hmm. but it's still bread and wine. And why does that matter? Because it's what Jesus, Jesus said, this is, and they hold to like is means is. And that, the, and so Jesus wasn't making a metaphor there. He wasn't making a metaphor there. Okay. Is what is what they're getting at, and they're like, we don't understand how it is so, but Jesus said this is, and yeah, so this is. They just take it as it is. They don't try to explain it away. So why does that matter? If I believe one thing or the other, because if though if you don't believe it's the, the like, true like if you yeah if you like if you were to come to our church yeah and want to take communion but you're not believing it's the true body and blood why would you actually want to partake if that's what they're saying why does that matter i think it's actually a pretty important like factor because it it, it's a pretty weighty subject especially in first corinthians chapter 10 or 11 okay uh no, Paul says that they're not like some of y'all are. I'm just paraphrasing. Sure. So, some of y'all are are sick and even dying because you aren't discerning the body and blood of Jesus. No. He's okay. And and for the sake of this discussion, regardless if it's metaphorically or literally, yeah. If you're not like Paul, showing the seriousness in that. That moment well, of weren't communion. they getting drunk off of the communion wine and yeah, they the were. Bread, so they were abusing it. They were abusing it, and, and they weren't. And they weren't discerning. Right. But, so they were saying like, "Oh, it's just bread. Oh, it's just wine. Yeah. Who cares? Let's eat it." And it's like, "No, no, this is special. It's so yeah. This is this. yeah. It's special, and that's something that I do think in the the at least in my experience, it was it wasn't set as something special. It was it was just something we did i mean I, I i think what paul is saying there is like hey there's some things that should be set apart and y'all are sick because y'all are abusing this thing that is supposed to be set apart mm-hmm. stop doing that and take care of your business and like just know some things are holier than mm-hmm. other things some things yeah. are normal some things are holy and we should treat them as holy yeah 
And if you fail to do that, well, there's going to be consequent, like there's going to be earthly consequences of that, which in turn end up being this. And then there's also going to be spiritual consequences Mm -hmm. to it toward God's not going to honor what you're doing because you're just abusing it. Uh, So that's, that's, that's where I go there. mm -hmm. And so does it matter if it turns into the literal blood of Jesus and the literal body of Jesus? Like, well, at that point, that's cannibalism, right? So that's kind of weird. But wouldn't it make more sense if Jesus was saying, like, hey, this is my body, which is broken. You see how I'm tearing it? Like, he's making a metaphor. He's mm-hmm. he's making a show there. That makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But if I get to heaven and God's like, no, like, that's actually his body, his blood. Like, mm-hmm. I'm performing a miracle yeah. every time that's happening. I'd be like, oh, dude, that's freaking cool. Yeah. Like, does it matter on earth? No. Like, I, yeah, I don't. It doesn't help me work out my salvation. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna. It's going to, one way or the other, keep somebody from being saved. No. But Jesus also says it's for the forgiveness of sins, and so Lutherans will hold to. Explain that. Like, because I thought he said, "Do this in remembrance of me." He does say that, but he also says. It's for the forgiveness of sins. Like, in what way? Like, do you know the exact verse, or is it going to take you a little bit to? I'll pull it up it? on the app. Okay. So I don't got to go. Because I feel like you're talking about it. something specific, and I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, no, I understand. Because I hear what you're saying. I'm like, I don't think he's saying that, though. Are you going to edit out all this dead space? Are you just going to keep I don't do any editing. Oh, you don't do That's any why editing. I bought this because oh, it okay. puts it all in there and I ain't got to edit it. Yeah. <laughs> so I can just say like pee poo 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 fart and it's just going to stay in there? <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. And uh, so Matthew 26, starting in verse 26. While they were eating, this is also the NASB, by the way, New American Standard. While they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And we had taken the cup. You put a lot of emphasis on that is there. Is that so is capitalized I, I get, to be like is? No, I guess it's just the me being in the Lutheran church, it's coming out. <laughs> uh, and when he had taken a cup and given thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Say the book chapter and verse again. Uh, twenty-six, Matthew 26, and starting in verse 26. Okay. And then uh, it ended in, I ended in 20, verse 28. This is my body, and after the cup, and after taking the cup and giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for, for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, to me it just it seems like he's like like starting a tradition of like 
hey, here's something simple y'all can do, yeah. eating and drinking. It's the most basic thing mm-hmm. a human can do, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to take this basic need that y'all have, and I'm mm-hmm. going to give y'all something special. Yeah. I'm going to start this tradition of every time you eat this bread, every time you eat mm-hmm. or drink this wine, you're going to remember what's about to happen to you. Yeah. And it, it becomes this symbolism of my body being torn apart yeah. as we're tearing this apart. It's going to be my blood being poured mm-hmm. out into this cup. Yeah. I'm pouring from this cup into yours. Yeah. Saying, I'm pouring my blood out, my life-giving mm-hmm. blood to give you life, to give you a portion of this mm-hmm. because I have enough to give to everyone. Yeah. And like that that's that's how I yeah, I and, take it. And the Lutherans will be with you, but they'll go the step further, and at least I think they will be. Uh, just take it a step further and say this: this is one of the ways God does bestow forgiveness to us because He He uses means. So I have to. Not that that's be the saved. only. Not well, uh, right. Hey, yeah, so I'll let you finish. I have to be saved. Then mm-hmm. I have to partake in communion regularly to work out my forgiveness of sins. Did I understand that correctly or no? Um, you can say, no, you didn't understand that correctly. Repeat it. So I have to be saved. Then after I'm saved, I have to uh, take communion in order to continue with the forgiveness of my sins. Uh, I, I would say no. Is that what the Lutheran church I would say says or I would say no because it's not the only it's just a way like so it's jesus plus no because they they don't think this is an act that we're doing this is an act of god not an act of man so it takes me and that's also their view partaking in something so what about the thief on the cross he didn't partake in no he didn't he he wasn't baptized either right but he still it's just heaven yeah yeah. This is just a means that God uses. It, what does, does that it mean? mean? It means that God will bestow bestow the stuff spiritually through physical means, and like he, so what he about could when have he said, "Do this in remembrance of me." He could have he could have to save everybody. He could have set it up during creation. That just at the snap of his, you know, spiritual fingers, yeah, people were saved. No, it's set up for his son to actually come and physically die, and and so that that would be like a physical, me- which that is what it all hinges on, and it all points to that. And so it, it's symbolism. It's kind of like, like foreshadowing. And my, <laughs> I'm still new at the the Lutheran. That's the whole point of this this whole podcast and me trying to work out what, what the Lutheran uh, belief is, but they, they would say it's more than symbolism because it's an act of an act of God and not an act of man. And they'll, they'll say the same thing about baptism that it's God doing it through man. But, right. but so it's the same still, thing with communion is it's like, Hey, every time I'm doing this, I'm taking this thing that's set apart for this specific mm-hmm. purpose and I'm remembering what 
Jesus did. Yeah. Which is his body being torn apart, his blood being shed for me. And I get to take part in that, not only uh, spiritually, but physically Mm -hmm. as well. I get to take part in the suffering of it. And I get to remember, hey, I get to, it's like I'm told to take up my cross, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm told to sacrifice my flesh. I'm told to sacrifice Mm -hmm. my blood. Like, yeah. if if that's what I want to pursue, right? Because I can still be a Christian and not do those things, but I'm going to be like that thief on the cross who didn't get to work out his salvation. Yeah. You know? So would that be faith plus then, as you, as you offered? No, that would be I get to... So now I'm saved, so mm-hmm. I, I get to that point of salvation. Now mm-hmm. it's like what Paul is saying. It's like, all right, cool, I have the foundation. Mm-hmm. Or I, I have uh, the means to build the house now, right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool, let's lay the foundation. So that's what we do for the first few years of our yeah. life, right, or of our Christian life. And after that, it's like, all right, cool, so let's start building the house now. Mm-hmm. And then as we build the house, we find like, oh, this thing that I built my house on right here, the foundation cracked. Mm-hmm. Like, why did that crack? Or, hey, it just completely fell off. Yeah. What's wrong with my foundation there? And so it's this constant going back and forth that we're Mm -hmm. figuring out because it's like we interpret the Bible this way and then we find out as we put that into practice, like, oh, that didn't work. Why didn't that work? Like, oh, I left this part out or I didn't have love when I was doing that or whatever it is. So it's not faith in Jesus plus this. It's Mm -hmm. my faith in Jesus causes me to do this. Yeah, like a cause and effect kind of deal. Yeah. I get Does that what make sense? Saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Did I explain it good or no? Yeah, I know I'm not doing a good job presenting the Lutheran point of view, but <laughs> I'm still new. We only recently were like confirmed and yeah, and uh, we were confirmed in it Palm Sunday. Okay, yeah, and that's so cool. Easter so that's the Sunday before. So Easter. Easter, you got to participate in everything. I was in the hospital in the Easter. Oh, gosh, why? I had pneumonia, sepsis, and some other stuff. What the heck? Yeah. When did that? <laughs> I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I was. it was pretty bad. Dang gum, man. Well, thanks for letting me know. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's been, uh, what, three months, four months later? Yeah. Man, dude, you're a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and then speaking of that, I don't want to say your name. I don't want to say the name. Your daughter's name on on here. Okay, cool. Uh, how how's her collarbone? Oh, she's she's fine. We uh we went three weeks for her uh three week appointment. Yeah. And uh, dude, let me back up. She broke her collarbone, and then like two or three days later, mm. she was on the couch doing a handstand, crying. <laughs> Mommy, it hurts! It hurts! <laughs> and so she's like, "Well, get down off of it." Yeah. And she got you know, like, anyways, three weeks later, we go to her follow up appointment. And the doctor was like. Dude, she's good. She don't need a cast or yeah. anything. If like if you can keep her in it, that'd be ideal. Mm-hmm. But if she's not gonna wear it. She's not gonna wear it. Yeah. And she's three, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, she's not gonna wear it, dude. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So whenever I found out I had pneumonia, sepsis, and all that, <laughs> uh, I just thought I pulled something really bad. I was <laughs> I was having trouble breathing, and it got to the point where I was like, Ellie, I've got to go like to the emergency room and at least get like a muscle relaxer or something. Yeah. I I couldn't breathe. I'd stayed up all that night before. And then it just got to the point where I couldn't take it no more. So we're waiting, waiting, waiting. They're not taking it very seriously because they think the same thing. Like, Oh, he just, he just pulled something. That that was my thought. So I'll just like, you know, whatever. 
And uh, so they run all the blood work and tests, and I go get a CAT scan and all that. They were like, oh. Yeah, they came back and like, oh, you're going to the hospital. Because it was just one of those like little 24-hour emergency yeah. clinics. Yeah. And uh, it took them forever to get a room and an ambulance available. And so I went like almost, I went like two days without sleeping. And nice. I couldn't even get on the uh, on the little bed thing. Yeah. Because it just hurt so bad. Oh, And yeah. so they had to start the IV with me standing up. And then once they got some of that junk going through yeah. me, I was I finally was able to lay down so they could do the EKG or I forgot yeah. what they were doing. and But it was something I had to be laid down for. Yeah. And it when I was finally able to do it, it still hurt. But I, I was able to at least bear it and... Yeah, and get through it, and uh, eventually they had enough stuff pumping through me. Like I felt good, and I was like, "Hey, boss, I might be at work tomorrow." And it was <laughs> like, "No, why, why don't you? Why don't you hold off?" And yeah, we'll, we'll take, just see. take a week off. Bro. Yeah, I wound up taking a, a whole week off. And, yeah, and uh, and then whenever I finally got home, the first day I did, I felt good, but then I, the pain started coming back. Yeah, so I wound up taking like an ibuprofen or something, and that helped. And then after that, I didn't have any more pain, and that's good. But man, so like my my first my first Easter, my first uh, they they did allow us to partake in communion the day yeah. we joined. Do y'all do communion every week? We do it every week. We used to do that too, and it just it took up a lot of time mm-hmm. because we started growing so quickly. Yeah, and it's like yeah, we just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that that's understandable. Like time timeline. So yeah. we started doing it. I think on first Wednesdays because it's like, well, cool. This is for in-house you know yeah. so it's like all right uh, not not like gatekeep but like kind of a way of gatekeeping it, yeah you know? I, I understand and like i grew up so like the whole and i love the fact that we did it every sunday that yeah was like, I, I do too I lo- this me. is my first time where when we were in the methodist church we did it once a month do what do we need a pause And we did it uh, once a month in the Methodist church. And yeah. I like that more because it was more frequent because I didn't I, like how the Baptist church did it, where it's like once a quarter or something or, like that. Yeah. Or whenever the pastor wants to. Yeah. And it's like, no, we need to do it more often. Yeah. Because it, it is a, it's a spiritual it, thing. It's a, and, and a serious thing. Like it, yeah. it's important. It's not, and I, I've heard some argument that because it's important, that's why you should do it fewer times. But it's like, well, we don't preach once a quarter. We have one Sunday, or we have one day of rest, and it's on a Sunday. Yeah, and so it's like, I mean, that's kind of frequent. Yeah, it's, it's kind of holy to mm-hmm. rest because God said to. Yeah, and God did it, so we should do it. So yeah. it's like, yeah, let's participate in that. Yeah, and it's also for our benefit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and see, you're you're kind of coming around to a Lutheran thought. <laughs> Just kidding. that's kind of universal. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, or if it's should, not, be. It should be. Should be. Yeah. Um, but. And then when we went back to the Baptist church, it was, it wasn't once a quarter. It literally was whenever the pastor wanted. Yeah. And, uh, but then would talk about how important it is. And, and then we don't do it. And then we don't do it. Yeah. And it was like, uh, like, so is it important? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so we do it every, every week. Yeah. And we also use wine instead of grape juice. Yeah. That's one thing we, we still use grape juice and, 
part of the reason they say that is because like, well, not everybody's comfortable drinking wine. Mm-hmm. Like some people are recovering alcoholics. Some people yeah. are this. And it's like, you know, if you came to our church, you'd be like, I've never seen so many dirty people in my life yeah. in one place. Uh, like we have homeless mm-hmm. people that just show up on Sunday and yeah. like, Hey, I'm, I'm here to be on the serve team. Like we have homeless people serving on the parking mm-hmm. lot team. Yeah. Um, we got like this past Sunday, I had a homeless guy just, he was walking down the street and I just felt like the Holy spirit was like, Hey, go give him a bottle yeah. of water and gave him some water. He came inside he, we sat through one service mm-hmm. and the next service he sat in there with me. Yeah. And it was like, well, cool. And then he, mm-hmm. he went on his way and never saw him again. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, we, we have a lot of recovering addicts. Yeah. And, and I understand kind of that. I'm church. not going to. I, But they they give us the freedom. They're like, hey, in y'all small groups, you know, we want y'all to mm-hmm. take communion every every small group. Like, yeah. at the end of the beginning, whenever y'all choose to do it. Uh, and if y'all want to use wine, mm-hmm. y'all can. Yeah. And I, there's some people, not even, like, outside Lutheran Church, within Lutheran Church, I mean, it's all over, that will argue wine only. I ain't there. Uh, <clears throat> I I think it should be wine. I I, I do think it should be wine too, but I'm not going to be wine exclusive for yeah, various reasons. Yeah, like a wine snob almost. Yeah. Like, oh, like almost gatekeeping it. Yeah. Because it's you're saying it's not about the drink so much as it is the act. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, hey, we take this thing, we set it apart mm-hmm. for this, and you know, whatever. And our church is open to use grape juice, yeah. but everybody's okay with wine. Because whenever I first asked, I was like, do y'all use wine or grape juice? Just because I was curious. I didn't know. Yeah. I came from Baptist. And, uh, You're like, I'm trying to get lit on a Sunday, <laughs> son. Come on. Uh, they were like, no, we use wine, but we'll get we'll get grape juice. We just haven't needed grape juice in a long time, so we yeah. stopped getting it. And we have uh, gluten-free, too, at our yeah. church because some people just have yeah, gluten we have, we, Yeah, we have gluten-free yeah. uh, as well. And, uh, and then our, the wine we use is kosher. Okay. Which I honestly don't know what that means. Uh, the Jews are okay with it. Yeah, I, I know that. I just don't know what it actually yeah. means, like, chemically or uh, whatever. It hasn't been touched by, like, uh, other stuff. It's all organic. It's, yeah. Like, it has to be blessed by a Jewish rabbi or something. Mm. I don't know. Like, there's there's some exclusivity to it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, something... My wife's uncle could, could speak yeah. more into it. He's a Jewish rabbi. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, he's a messianic Jew. Okay. So he's not actually Jewish. Yeah. He practices Judaism mm. uh, and in the form of Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and something else we do that's different that I've never done at any other church is we have the common cup and the little shot glasses, and you can choose which one you want to use. Yeah. I go, I, I go for the common cup. Y'all all sit from it? It's about half and half. That's gross. Uh, But it it brings about that we are like one body in Christ. Yeah. It's not individualistic. It's not just me and Jesus. It's we are a community. Of I get believers. the symbolism there. Yeah. And it's still yucky. And I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to make anybody. You're not going to say it's yeah. not yucky. And I'm not going to make anybody either to, no, to do it. it. Yeah. Like. But I do. I'm just being I a do, jerk. Yeah, I do like the <laughs> the closeness of it. No, it's and, cool. And uh, like if for whatever reason I ever became a pastor, I wouldn't be like, no, we're gonna only do this.
Okay. And, uh, but, but I thought that was pretty neat and it, it, it just felt like we were an actual, it Wait, wasn't just me and Jesus. Unity. This was, yeah, there was unity. Yeah. yeah. And I Communion, did Communion, like community. Yeah, commu- yeah. Yeah. And I did a little bit of research on it to figure out why and where and when it started. Mm-hmm. And honestly thought it would, would have been started in a Baptist church, but there was actually a lot of different churches like claiming like, oh, we were the first, we were the first, we were the first. The earliest I could find was a Methodist church. So yeah. they started the Great Juice Inn and that apparently. At least as far as I could tell on that yeah. part. And Baptists used to be able to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh and I think it's up until like the sixties or something like that. They just I they, probably a little before probably prohibition era. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like after that they all would have been like, Good, finally. Because <laughs> they had that World War Two and everything. Yeah. Like, it was just a mess. And like it started out as a <clears throat> for hygiene purposes. Yeah. But it quickly, quickly turned into more of an individualistic, yeah. like how much they were promoting the individualism of it, and I get what you're in the in there. the early days of it, yeah, and uh, and kind of how it is now, to where it's like, hey, take your individual mm-hmm. wafer and little grape juice shot. No, when we were in the Methodist church at at COVID, it even got to the point where it was all prepackaged in this. That's little, what we had. And, we had the prepackaged stuff. I honestly didn't like that. I don't, yeah. And we used to have the bread and you would like rip mm-hmm. and dip. And so we had like the bread and then a bowl. Mm-hmm. And so you would rip off a piece. Yeah. And then you would dip it in the bowl. And mm-hmm. then you would take it, walk back to your chair. Mm-hmm. And then we had a rule. It was no one takes communion alone. Yeah. yeah. And so we would like get in like little groups yeah. and be like, hey, I see you're not with somebody. You want to come pray with us? Mm-hmm. Like you want to come take so, communion yeah, with us? Yeah, that's good. And so we would do that, and someone would pray, and uh, we just uh, we would say um, uh, his body broken for us, his blood shed for us, and then we yeah. would we would take it and just kind of like have a moment to ourselves and go back to uh, mm-hmm. I think worship was was happening while yeah. it was going, so then we'd hop back into worship. Uh, and in the Methodist church, they would have a basket, and you just grabbed it on your way in, like a loaf of bread. No, no the the little plastic. oh the prepackaged yeah thing. the pre yeah. beforehand we would go up and do it but yeah I don't think they ever went back at least not while we were there yeah and so you just grab it out of the basket and then wait and then when that first started it was drive by so you were doing it alone and I was like this is so this stupid. is weird this is yeah like we're and, missing the point guys yeah yeah and like it would have been better to have not have done it than to do it that way in my opinion uh, almost like uh like a we're halfway doing it kind of deal. Yeah. And so it's like, we're not going to halfway do it. We're just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's actually one thing I'll give the Baptist church we were in last mm-hmm. was they didn't, they shut down for like the first two weeks. Yeah. Which this was before we started going, but they shut down for like the first two weeks and then they were, they were like, you know, forget this. We're going to start meeting again. Yeah. Y'all can come if y'all want to. We're not yeah. going to make you, but we'll be here. We'll be open. We'll be come here for you. the people that want to. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, we're not going to shut down again. And that that aspect I really liked. Yeah. And uh, the Methodist church we were in, it was ready to bow. Yeah. Wag, get that tail, tuck it. 
I have a question. Go ahead. Why are you so obsessed with the nominations? What do you mean? Well, you're obsessed with like the Methodist Church, the Baptist well, Church, the like, Lutheran that's Church. That's just where we were. That's just where we were at. So no, I'm just, but like that's all you talk about now. And like you started this learning Lutheran podcast and stuff. So it's like, why are you so obsessed with all these different denominations? Well, I'm I'm trying to figure out uh trying to understand since we're in and confirmed in the Lutheran church, I'm trying to understand more, like actually understand it versus just being like, okay, I'm going to say amen and not, well, not understand it all. But then I, I go back to the Methodist and the Baptist just because that's the experience I have. But like you seem obsessed with the different denominations and what they believe and why they believe it and everything. And like, you're, you're more obsessed with, finding the perfect thing instead of finding something that's like good and being like, Oh, I can work with this. This is not, I get, I get what, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, and and I'll, I'll, I'll say this. It's like, you know, you're a single man, you're looking for the supermodel that makes, you know, a hundred thousand a year and owns her own house and all yeah. this and everything. And it's like, oh, you're looking for a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah, those don't exist. Uh, no, I that reformed uh, Presbyterian pastor I talked to. Yeah. I even brought that up. I was like, I was like, I know it sounds like I'm just trying to make an impossible checklist. You are. And <laughs> that's why I, it sounds like. That. And <laughs> uh, but I was like, I, I find this stuff important. And if there is something close and i know i'm not gonna find like a perfect church and if i do me walking in there is gonna screw it up you're never gonna find a perfect i know yeah and uh come to our church we'll prove it (laughs) (laughs) no we're not perfect either and like going back to a question i asked earlier and you were like oh you know we could work on this area we could work on i think my church could work on evangelism like we're in the middle of a neighborhood and nobody from the neighborhood even probably knows we're there. Do they care to go? The people in the neighborhood or the people in the church care the people, to go out? The people in the neighborhood care to come to y'all's church. I I don't know. And I've I've talked with them and they're more of the they're in a mindset of we God's gonna bring them in regardless. And I get that to a point. Like the church is like that. Uh, a the few of the people. That? A, a few of the people. Is that what you're saying? The uh, church says that, or yeah, the people like a, say that. A few of the people, also. not not a few of the people within our church. Oh, okay. Like yeah. so, it, it ain't like an official like Lutheran position, right? No, I yeah, yeah, wasn't asking that. Okay, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if that's where where you're going, uh, but yeah, some of the people are have that mindset, and like I get that to an extent. Like no matter what I do like God will bring them. But at the same time, we are called to go. You know how many people show up to our church that we invite? A lot of people. You know yeah. how many people we invite that don't show up? A lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. And see, like, I I think that, and I invite like loads of like people from work, the drivers, and I haven't had a single one show. No, I have had one friend show up. Have they come back? Nope. (laughs) Why do you think that is? He ain't got a ride. Okay. So how come you think other people don't show up to your church that you invite? 
it's either too far. They just don't care. What if it was right down? So if you went and talked to the people in, in the neighborhood of the church mm-hmm. and you invited them to church, do you think they would come? And if they did come, do you think they would keep coming back? Why or why not? I would hope they would. I don't ask if you hope. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I think the people at the church are friendly enough. Like once you're in there, yeah, like they're not gonna. Because whenever we first showed up, like they immediately, it's a small church, so it's easy to see when somebody yes walk in. Yeah. Yeah, and so. Like pretty much everybody talked to us and yeah. like made so us made feel, feel welcome. Made, made us feel welcome. Yeah. And so it wasn't cold in that sense. Yeah. Um, and the liturgy is different and <clears throat> we were there early enough that they were, they walked like the whole thing is through in the bulletin. Mm-hmm. So they're like, gave me a quick run through of their liturgy. And that helped me a lot. I was still lost because I'd never experienced yeah, anything yeah. like it. But that them going walking me through the bulletin at first, yeah. their liturgy, it helped me at least somewhat understand. Understand like, and a uh, funny thing is when we left, uh, two of the girls were sick, so there's just me and then the other two, and and uh, Ellie stayed home. But I asked William when we were done, it's like, hey what'd you think of the service? He's like, they got a singing problem. I was like, what do you mean? I thought they sounded pretty good. And he's like, no, they just sing everything. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah, that's, that's a little different, which I've actually come to appreciate. I don't think it's necessary. I've come to appreciate it because it helps you because a lot of the stuff that we're singing is mm-hmm. like actual scripture. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of helps you. memorize. chanting? It's more chanting, but it's, yeah. but the chanting is like a singing uh, no, I get it. It's like, like it, the Catholic Church, like no, 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 no. It ain't. Like it ain't like that. Okay. Um, but it's still called chanting. Yeah. Uh, no, I get like you know, there's benefit to memorizing scripture and stuff yeah. like that. Like, and that, that part's cool. And that's another thing I really like about the liturgy. Even if the pastor completely bombs the message for whatever reason, which hasn't happened. <laughs> But like just for whatever I love that preface. <laughs> Even if he absolutely sucks. Yeah, like at least he read from the Bible, right? Well, well, and that's why we come back. Well, no, there's like and he hasn't like bombed. No, yet, yeah. But it's just like that's that's how you phrased it. Yeah. Like but like <laughs> like let's just say he did and for whatever reason the gospel wasn't preached clearly. Yeah. Or anything. Like it it's all throughout the liturgy. Every little bit of it points to to christ yeah and his death his resurrection and the forgiveness of our sins and i really like that and then i mean it helped that his preaching was good yeah but just if he had an off day or whatever yeah and, no, i get it and uh i mean like if if the preaching was consistently bad i mean i wouldn't want to be there but it seems like you're saying at the very least at least he preached from the bible at least the Bible was read. Yeah. Is that your requirement for a church? No, no, but it seems like that's your, uh, like your checklist. I would say it's a preference. Yeah. Um, I feel like for you, it's make or break though. Not, not in the way it's set up in the Lutheran church, but no, I'm saying for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is like the, the way it, 
the way it's set up, like within the liturgy of the Lutheran Church, I wouldn't say like that specifically is my checklist. I'm but saying for you personally. I, yeah, I, I know. I'm talking I'm, about you. I'm not. Talking I know. About I'm the trying church. to get. I'm trying to get there, and like the if somebody was just to have the Bible up there, not once read from it, not. I one, would question it. I would question that, and the, and if that happened more than once, I'd be like, "All right, yeah, we're we're hearing your own thoughts. Here. Yeah, we're not hearing and so scripture. If, do I think it's necessary to have as much scripture read? that's in the Lutheran church and in our church, at least no, the, but it should be, it should be there. There needs to be some kind of interpretation of it because it's yeah, like, you, there needs to be preaching and I'm fresh off the street and mm-hmm. I don't know anything. It's like, what am I hearing right now? Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, here's what's going on. Yeah. You get the context for it. You back up. Like, yeah. Historically, yeah. Here's what's going on. Here's how it applies mm-hmm. today. And that's like, Oh yeah, hey, and, I'm starting to get it now. Yeah, and I'm starting to see why this book is alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to be if it's not expository preaching, like straight from a book, verse by verse. Yeah. Uh, then it's a no go for me. Mm-hmm. But while I do prefer that, still, it's not as high. Like because we don't go, we don't start John one, one, and then finish John. Yeah. Like they have, we have a, um, what are they called? Lectionary. And it, we follow, it just follows. I don't know how it works, honestly. Okay. Uh, but it, it basically gives you the scripture reading for the, the day. And, but yeah. he'll, he'll preach from that text. And it's not, here's this text, let me preach about whatever else. And not right. even reference it. Yeah. And no, he'll preach based on that. Yeah. So day. it's it's expository, but it's he's not going book verse by, by verse. Yeah. Book by book, verse by verse. Yeah. And uh, but there we'll read from the old testament, we'll read from the an epistle, and then we'll read from a gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh and then he'll pick he'll pick from either one of those to preach off of. Yeah. And then another cool thing though, is sometimes those readings are really long, which I really like actually. Yeah. And why do you like it? I don't know. I just do. It's just, it doesn't bore me. And it's like, I'm actually hearing God's word read and we're, we're placing an importance on it. Not that it's necessary that you have to read a whole chapter, which we don't always read a whole chapter, but it has happened. We've actually read a chapter and part of another one mm-hmm. in one one of those old uh, Old Testament readings. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't know. It's just something I wound up really liking. It wasn't something I had knowledge going into. That's what they did. Do you feel like on Sundays you show up and you get done, you're like, man, like I feel like I experienced God today and I feel like the Holy Spirit was moving through the place. Yeah. You do feel that way? Yeah. What is that what does that look like for you? Or is it just like, more of a practical sense where you're like, Yeah, I heard the Bible read today. I, would, I heard Yeah. I, I would, guess what I'm saying is like It's not emotional. Is, how, no, how is it different versus you just listening to a sermon online? Because it's it's there, it's it's live, like I'm actually there. And then that would also come into play with like communion. Uh, but you can take communion at your house. I guess 
I'm asking like, what's the benefit of you showing up somewhere and they just read the Bible and then it's like, I mean, if that's all that it was, I mean, it would be like, come on, man, like this, you're supposed to be helping me learn what the Bible says, not just reading it. If that's all it was, I'd be like, nah. So it's not, it's not like this emotional experience that I have. It it is more practical. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this is like growing up in the Baptist church. It kind of sounds similar to what you're saying now. mm -hmm. And so it's like, Oh, like it's still this thing of, um, we do this, we do this. We, it's just, it's all do. And then there's no response to it. It's just like, there is, there is a response. Like in our liturgy, there's, there's response and it's not, I know it gets looked at like, this is just something we're reciting, but it's something that it should actually be a confession from you. Like, I'm not just reading off of this bulletin, some response, but it, it should be something that like, I actually believe like, this is something I am confessing, not reciting. Do you get what I'm saying? Not really. Like reciting it would be, I don't, just hitting your checkbox. Just hitting my checkbox. Yeah. And the confession is like, I believe this. I am confessing this to God. And then it, and so uh, it's not personal. It's just like you're stating facts. You're stating things. And it's. And you're hoping to believe this because you haven't been it, acting well, this way or whatever. Well, it, it's not so much hoping. I mean, there is a, uh, like the prayer that. I don't remember where it's at in the Bible, but it's like, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. So, I mean, there, there always probably is some sort of unbelief in the believer of, of hoping, but, uh, but no, it is something that we confess. And then Jesus said, where two or more are gathered, you know, there I am also. I mean, in the greater context of that is he's talking about church discipline but I, I still think it it applies that we are gathered in his name. So he is there regardless, regardless if I have this emotional feeling, like he, he promised to be there. Right. And so I, I don't see the need of having, having to have this emotional response because your emotions can be subjective. Emotions are also a response to what's happening though. I agree. And so it's like, if you were never emotional towards your wife, nah, she, she would be that. like, does he actually love me? Mm. Right? No, I get that. So like there, is, because we are humans, there is a mm. physical response, mm-hmm. you know, doing what we do. And then there's also an emotional response. Mm. And whenever our emotions lead our actions, well, we tend to get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, but there's times where, you know, we had this, physical response to it. And it's like our brain leads our emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, this is where we need to go. Yeah. And so then we allow our emotions to follow along with that. Yeah. Um, no, I get what you're saying. Cause like in the, in the reform circles, I would run around on line talking with people and whatnot. It, it is highly intellectual. Yeah. And, and it's like emotion is, is bad. It's bad. And I honestly, I do think Lutheran's, I mean, they're probably more on the side of intellectual, intellectual, but I think yeah. they do a better job at balancing it than the reformed. Yeah. Like 
Because, uh, like, I know, like, in our church, if, you know, we, we have our worship and stuff, and, like, it's encouraged, raise your hands. Um, walk around. Like, mm-hmm. you know, move a little bit. Like, yeah. get excited. Like, when, you know, we go to shows, mm-hmm. like, we're getting in the mosh pit. We're getting up front. We're moving. We're jumping. We're, you know, hands are, like, we're we're partying. We're having fun. Yeah. You know, we're we're responding emotionally to what we're hearing because it's engaging us. Yeah. You know, the, the only problem I have with like that kind of analogy though, is am I responding something that's worldly or is my response actually to God? Is it simply just this beautiful sounding guitar driving my emotions? Okay. And, or is it, actually so you the fact there. that go ahead i'm sorry I interrupted. Or, or is it or is it actually the fact that i am a forgiven sinner saved by grace that is that is bringing me to this and because i've maybe it's i think you're thinking too much about it and not doing anything about it uh because i don't think emotions are bad in and of themselves but if if i just have to keep chasing these emotions no you're not there to chase them chase emotions but there is an emotional response yeah you look at david like yeah david like that dude Mm -hmm. jumping around getting naked party like Mm -hmm. dude he's doing everything for god and it's not because of him because he heard this thing or it's like no like i use this music as a tool Mm -hmm. to help me worship god yeah and do I need the music? No, I can still worship mm-hmm. God. Why? Because I can worship God by loving my wife, by being a good father, yeah. by this person cut mm-hmm. me off on the highway and yeah. I'm not going to flip them off, but instead I'm going to choose to bless them. Yeah. See, oh man, that actually brings me to a, a good point. That's and, like, I'm still worshiping God by yeah. doing those things. And uh, in the Lutheran, the, our small catechism, uh, it actually pushes a lot of, going through the 10 commandments mm-hmm. it you know it's don't do this don't do this don't do this mm-hmm. and the small catechism it's well what is the positive aspect what am i supposed to do how am i supposed to be loving yeah, my what neighbor am I not supposed to do and then what am, what I, am I supposed to do, to do? Yeah. and how and it's not so much of me simply doing this out of obligation yeah. to it but it's doing this out of, out of faith out, out of the faith yeah, yeah. And it's not the faith that's, I mean, it's not the actual work that's making it righteous, but it's the faith. And then that's what's honoring. If I'm just simply doing it, it's not honoring God. Right. And, and it like, it's one of those things for me to where like, I would never raise my hands because of what you and, mm-hmm. or what you just said, like, you know, we've had those conversations. Yeah. And so, uh, someone said like, sometimes your spirit is leading you and your mind and your body need mm-hmm. to catch up to it. Yeah, And so it's like, well, hey, my spirit's telling me like I need to worship, but I just don't feel like it. I'm tired or yeah. I'm this or what. It's like, raise your hands. Like, not because uh, you need to, it's your duty, mm-hmm. but like do it because like God's worthy of that. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter how I feel like God is still worthy of that. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, cool. Let me do that. And I do that. And I'm like, you know what? This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. It's yeah. worshiping God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how I feel or am I doing it just because the guitar or the the crescendo here, the swell or this? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I'm just doing this because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And whenever I do it, I feel good afterwards. And Mm -hmm. it's like, 
that's that's inviting the Holy Spirit to work when I don't want to. Yeah. And I can sit here and critique and do all this. And it's like, oh, I'm getting in the nitty gritty and I'm just mm-hmm. getting caught up and spinning my wheels and not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like what I mentioned at the very beginning mm-hmm. is, hey, go clean your room. Yeah. Oh, I sat here and I debated on what it looked like if my room was clean and all this and what you actually meant by it and mm-hmm. all the different things that I thought and everything. I'm like, like, is your room clean? Mm-hmm. Go clean your room. Yeah. It's simple. On, on a on a seminarian level, I still think that's important, but we're not all seminarians, and I probably never will be either. If it's important, it's important. If it's not, it's not. So it would still be – I'm trying to think of how to say it. <laughs> Did I stump you, or are you just trying no, to like, – No, no. I'm just trying to figure out how to communicate right how now. To, yeah, because you know how I get sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. I, I know what it's up here, but I, it won't come out in my mouth. <laughs> And just like throw something, we'll we'll work from there. Because you were always good at like actually interpreting what I meant when we were younger. <laughs> it's like I'd say this, but it would be like, hold on, guys, he means yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm but, trying to say. <laughs> but it was it was like I was speaking Russian or something. Yeah, I was, I was using English words, but like yeah. none of them were coherent. Like, together. Sorry, guys, my friend's retarded. <laughs> yeah. But um, it. I mean, if it's important, then it's important. If it's not, it's not. But correct theology is important mm-hmm. no matter what level you are. Sure. There are some deeper stuff that should that lay people will probably will never grasp. And that's okay. And and that is okay. But there's nothing wrong with like going seminary deeper. going deeper. And we just don't need to get hung up on oh i know this so therefore like just hanging up on the knowledge side of it i think but it's still i do i do get caught up but i'll admit it i get caught up in it all the time and so if you know you get caught up there and like it's kind of a hindrance for you what's something that you can do to overcome that obstacle so stop reading books and go (laughs) in my life like i've had to get away from that because Mm -hmm. you and i we were very similar or i was you still are yeah like in that aspect. And so it's like, all right, I don't, I'm not doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. Instead I'm studying about them. And so it was like, let me get away from Mm -hmm. that. And so that's what I did is like, I stopped studying it because it's like, it does me no good to study this and Mm -hmm. not do. Yeah. And I, one thing that's going to keep me coming back though, to the studying is because I'm going to want to make sure that I'm not leading somebody astray. Who are you leading if you're not doing anything? I, I mean, exactly. But if I get to that point, like, but you're like, si- you're looking like no. ten miles down the road, and you haven't even taken your first yeah. step. Yeah, and uh, like I, I mean, I do talk to guys at work all the time. Are you leading them? I'm trying to. No, that wasn't the question. The question was, are you leading them? I do don't they know. view you as a leader in this? I I think one guy he uh he's a truck driver. I think he kind of listens. He listens. Yeah. Uh but you're not leading. He's just he's kind of listening. And I mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to push him into a Lutheran church. I'm just like, man, you I'm, like, I'm asking if you're leading, not if you're pushing him into church. Uh I would say no then. Okay. But uh I am so, I am trying to get him to Well, hold on. Cuz we're we're talking about this. All right. So you're worried about leading someone astray, mm-hmm. but you're not leading anyone. Mm-hmm. 
So who are you worried about leading astray? I guess no one. Then. So are you leading yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. Because. Yeah. Because I, I do find it. I do find. I would proper, say you're leading yourself. Yeah. Because I, I think proper theology is, is important. important. It and, is. And you've established that. Yeah. And, and so you have this foundation that you've built. And so now that you have your foundation built, where do you go next? Well, you know how to build a foundation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you have to build a house. Yeah. So what are you doing to build your house now? Because if you keep going back to the foundation, you're never going to have mm -hmm. a house to live in. Yeah. I mean, there's some people, they don't know how to build a foundation. They kind of get something thrown together. They build a house on it. And you know mm -hmm. what? It'll last for a few years. It's not good, but hey man, mm -hmm. it kept them out of the, yeah. out of the weather. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where I see like the whole, um, I don't know if like reformed is the right way, but like, I guess high church kind of thing where like, you know, the, the Lutheran, the Methodist, mm -hmm. the and Baptist kind of doesn't get lumped in there, but for the sake of the art, like I'll say that I'm using the wrong word here by high church. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Cause Methodist, there's some, there's probably a few, but overall Methodist wouldn't be high church. But the whole point that I'm, I'm saying there is like, they all focus on the foundation. I, I wouldn't say Methodist do at least not, the current Methodist church. No, not, yeah, but they're supposed to. Supposed well, before to. the they, split, they have, a, they have a confession, but they don't hold to it. Yeah. So like it's all focused on the foundation and it's not focused <laughs> on, well, what's the next step? Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's this big focus on trying to get everybody to build their foundation, which is good, but mm -hmm. that's not how you build a house. That's yeah. how you build a portion of the house. And so, you're missing out on this mm -hmm. whole other aspect of it. And what I found was once I get away from focusing on the foundation, mm -hmm. because I already had that thing built, let's focus on building the house now. And once I yeah. started focusing on that, I started realizing, Oh, this is how this part mm -hmm. plays into the foundation here. Yeah. Oh, I need to make sure that this is bolted to the foundation or this part is bolted to this stud that is bolted to the foundation. And so I begin to learn that, oh, this is kind of like a mechanical thing that all works together. Yeah. And if it's based on the foundation, it has a chance of holding. Yeah. But if it's, if I build it wrong, it's going to fail. Mm -hmm. But there, it comes to a point to where it's like, oh, I actually need to do something with this. And that's what I was saying mm -hmm. earlier is like working mm -hmm. out your salvation, working yeah. out your faith. And so it's like if all you're doing is just being mm -hmm. saved and thinking about all the different ways why you're saved and all this and everything, mm -hmm. it's like, but you're not actually doing anything with it. You're just kind of burying mm -hmm. it. It's like the parable of the talents. You yeah. Know? Like you didn't even put it in a bank. Yeah. You just buried it and just like kept digging and kept digging yeah. and kept digging. And you're like, no one, no one's going to be able to touch it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, this isn't, you missed out on the gift of it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That, like, that's, that's kind of where I see you going. Mm. Yeah, I know I get hung up on it, and it, it's something that I always just circle right back to. And yeah, it, it's like a circular argument for mm, you. And, and you get stuck in that loop. Yeah, I do. I get, I get so worried about because 
like we brought up earlier, like there is an absolute truth. Truth is objective. Yeah. And I want to make sure it's I'm, the word of God. Yeah. And I want to yeah. make sure I'm within that. Yeah. And I feel like you've done a good job of that. Uh, like, cause there was a, you remember that a man, a woman prayer. <laughs> yes. So like that wasn't even <laughs> like, that wasn't even the biggest Throw issue him with the off prayer. A building. Yeah. Like that wasn't even the biggest issue <laughs> no, with the prayer. Wasn't. And it, and, but it's what everybody, That's what hung everybody up focused on. on. And then you, you read the transcript of the prayer and you're like, what? In like the world? he addressed the prayer to Brahma. Yeah. And then he followed it. It was stupid. Yeah. That get Yeah. And kick him out of the church. Yeah. Excommunicate him. He's, he's not a Christian. Yeah. And yeah, like that was actually one of the things I, in that one podcast episode that caused controversy because I said, uh, like when we were talking, we were, me and him were talking about like communion and stuff. I was like, dude, honestly, Methodists will commune Brahma worshipers. And the dude was a United Methodist yeah. pastor that said that. And they never once called him to repentance. They allowed him to still continue oh, no, that's serving. And it's like, so, and then somebody called me and was like, you know, that comment was total BS and like actual actually said it. Yeah. And like this was a pastor and uh I was like no, like that that pastor like even if it's just one instance the church as a whole didn't should have addressed it. Should have addressed it and it yeah. didn't. And so that is allowing an idolatrous person to partake yeah. in communion which shouldn't. And on well, not only taking communion but like the like like what you're saying is like taking communion as a whole. And what that means is like, you're considering yourself part of the church. And yeah. it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That, that does, that's the closed fist. Yeah. It's like, that is not part of the church. Mm-hmm. Like you and then, are. And then not only, wolf. yeah. And then not only partaking, but administering. Exactly. Yeah. And like, that was just like, like, Dude, like really that the judgment day for him when he dies and stands before God, mm-hmm. that's going to be a terrifying thing. Yeah. Like unless he repents and he's still going to be held accountable for that. He'll still be held accountable. That's going to be terrifying. But if, if he's saved on the right now, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, he's still going to be held. He'll accountable still be held accountable. It. Yeah. And like that, I was, I was really surprised about that. I, I was a youth pastor at that time in the Methodist church. And I was yeah. like, like, Ruh-roh. yeah, I was like, look, we're because I would I was working, walking through Matthew with the kids. Yeah. I was like, we're going to take a break and like address, this. address this. Yeah. And, and they probably had no clue what you're talking about. No, they seem to. No, I meant like the video and stuff. They probably hadn't seen it. Oh, oh, yeah. No, they yeah. didn't. No. And then they don't care what's going on. on yeah. Fox News or CNN. And uh, I because I like I, I I showed them, let them listen to it. And he, one of the kids was like, did he say Obama? And I was, <laughs> I was like, Close. no. <laughs> Man, but I, I honestly do miss doing that. Yeah. So we're about two hours in. Yeah, two hours in. Do you we, want to wrap it up soon or you want to keep going? That's up to you. You're the guest. I would like to wrap it up soon. All right, we can wrap uh, it up. So to end this this is my longest episode. Oh, cool. To end this, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not really. Well, I've enjoyed the conversation. And like yeah. always, 
we never agree fully hundred percent, but we've always have good conversations. And I've always liked that, even though sometimes it's always been civil. It's always, except for that one time, except for that one time. <laughs> and that was, that was all me. That was all me. No, I was being a jerk. Well, I know I didn't need to, I didn't need to respond the way I did, yeah. though. but anyway, yeah. it's always been, always been fun yeah. and definitely my longest friend. And it's always, yeah. I've enjoyed having you. No, it's good. I Heck love it. yeah. All right. Well, y'all come back next time and we will see you again. The Lord be with you. Mm-hmm.